Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 136. Um, this episode is going to be super dope. Had a great time talking with this artist. Um, I got Caitlin, aka Cato, from the band Eat Your Heart Out. Um, had an incredible time talking with her. Um, and this is a band, as we talk about in this episode, that is really starting to make their name in the States. They've been around for a little while. They've just not been able to get momentum in the States due to COVID and, you know, different circumstances around, you know, travel and things like that. Uh, but they're with Fearless Records. They have a new album coming out this Friday, the 9th of September, and, yeah, we talked about all kinds of stuff. Uh, you know, building your name in a foreign country, using music as a therapy and a, a release uh, for your emotions, the importance of this album and kind of the direction of the sound and how um, Cato feels, you know, the band is kind of evolving and, you know, growing and building this this niche of the market or the genre that is uniquely theirs. And I think they're on the right path. I think there's a lot going into this and, you know, I'm really excited to see where they go. Um, but yeah, let's just dive into this. They, like I said, have a new album coming out. Uh, it's their second full length album and it's called can't stay forever. That's coming out September the 9th via fearless records. And this is my conversation with Cato of Eat Your Heart Out. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so to kick things off, I do start with the same boring-ass question every time. That's the simple introduction. <laughs> Who are you? What do you do? And just put, like a little background on yourself. Sure. Um, so my name's Cato. I am the lead singer for the band Eat Your Heart Out. Um, and a little background. That's, that's pretty much the main thing I do. I've been doing that for 10 years. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's the main thing. And yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, it is always difficult, especially for an artist to do the whole background thing because like, <laughs> yeah. what, who am I without music? You know, like what else do I do? Yes. You know, um, exactly. but no, I, I think the interesting thing for you guys, at least here in the States, you know, like you just said, you've been doing this, uh, eat your heart out for almost 10 years now but here in the states it's really only you know your name's starting to evolve and and create some some recognition so it's really interesting to show like kind of the difference in the markets right because there in australia you guys have been kind of killing the game and now it's finally <laughs> translating to the u.s thank you yeah it's it is interesting like that um um, as I said, like, yeah, we've been a band for about 10 years this year and, um, it kind of feels like the first couple of years of being a band, it was, you know, obviously we still put everything into it, but most of us were still in school and it was just kind of like play, you know, like all ages gigs on the weekends when we could and that sort of thing. So it feels like for me, um, we didn't kind of become like the version of, it almost feels like it was a different band, like the high school band. And then around 2015, when all of us had finally finished school and we could like start doing, you know, like tours and stuff, um, that kind of feels like 
the start of Eat Your Heart Out as it right. is now. Um, and so, yeah, 2015. And then we did two of the US in 2018. We did one tour. Um, and then we were sort of meant to come back in 2019, but we had a couple of like, we were having some issues with like our management and stuff and it just never like eventuated. And then 2020, we got new management on board. Everything was looking up. And then as yeah. we all know, 2020 just. <laughs> so, 20, 2020 shit the bed on everybody. That's for sure. It did. It did. So, um, yeah. So yeah, you're right. It does feel like we're still quite like a fresh name in the U S I think, because obviously we're um signed to fearless which are u.s based yeah. so that definitely gives us you know um a point of exposure in the u.s um which is really cool but yeah it's it's tough without being able to tour there um you know as often yeah. as we'd like because it is but covid aside it's competitive to get tours there and then if you do get a tour there visas are incredibly expensive um but i mean it's obviously worth it like right. it's 100 percent. like we would always come back but yeah there's just like a lot of um yeah a lot of things but yeah we we really enjoyed our time in the u.s and we're definitely looking forward to like coming back as soon as we can and continuing yeah. to to grow our name out there yeah for sure Sorry, i don't know if you can hear any of that racket in the background my cat was just like climbing <laughs> the screen door in front of me all good yeah um <laughs> No, and I, I think that's – you you made a comment that I think the casual listener, casual fan of a band doesn't really realize when it's a foreign band to come over to the States, not only, like you said, is it competitive, but it's expensive. Like there's a lot of fees that go into getting over here, whether it's the visas or just getting your luggage and, and your – you know, all of your equipment across to the, the States is expensive. So like, it's always something for me that I've, I've pushed that, you know, if you say that you're a fan of a band from another country, do not miss them when they come over here, because like, there's a lot to the, that experience for them too. Yes. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, yeah, it's, it is expensive and it, it is, it is worth it. Like a hundred percent. It's absolutely worth it. So yeah, you're so right though. Like people of course, like don't see the inner workings of all that. Like that's just sort of how it is, you know, like until you're in it, you're like, I did not realize that this was how this worked at all. Yeah. Or like, this is how much work went into this. So it definitely gives you sort of a different appreciation. But um, I totally agree. Like if, if a band is coming to your, you know, country or city, like, and you can see them do it because you never know what will happen. Maybe COVID will happen. Yeah. And then no one will get to come back for two or three years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, and and that's, I think, the, the real eye-opener of our generation has been, you know, that COVID shut everything down. And, you know, as kind of scary <laughs> as it can be that at any moment, you know, nothing's promised. It, it could all be yes. taken away from us. Yeah, 100%. Um, I absolutely agree. Um, <clears throat> and, I mean, a lot of bands didn't didn't even make it out of COVID, you know what I mean? Like yeah. a lot of bands were just like, I can't, you know, I either don't want to come back and do this or <clears throat> it's not feasible for me to continue doing this now that I've had to, you know, get a job or work at my job and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it was dark, dark times, but um, yeah. we're, we're out the other side now. 
and actually um kind of a sneaky self-promotion but what you just said about you know things being taken away at any time that's pretty much like the exactly my thought process of the title of our new album can't stay Mm -hmm. forever like just that situations and um relationships and you know anything like that you can't stay forever in that moment like it's always going to shift might be better it might be worse but yeah, yeah it's nothing is guaranteed yeah for sure and and that's actually was going to be my segue over to the album anyway so i'm glad you did it oh, for me uh, amazing. <laughs> so, uh can't stay forever uh dropping on september 9th via fearless and this episode is going to be going live on the 7th so just a couple days before the album awesome. drops um so with that said, don't worry about, you know, accidentally leaking anything. We're only going to be two days ahead. So <laughs> nothing yeah. major there. Um, but I do want to talk about, you know, you guys have, have dropped some singles off this album already. And, you know, listening to your back catalog into this, like, there's a very clear evolution of your sound. I don't think it's like a intentional, like, oh, we're going to change directions. It's like you guys have just grown up and figured out a, a new branch to your sound, right? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, We definitely didn't set out making this record, you know, like thinking we're going to make a record that sounds a certain way and like change it all up and do all this different stuff. Like we did just want to do eat your heart out. Like it still feels like we, I don't necessarily think we're one of those bands that's like, that's the eat your heart out sound. Like I don't feel like we've necessarily already like, nailed down our sound which isn't a good or a bad thing I don't think because I think some bands that have a very distinctive sound it's easy to get pigeonholed but also you want to be distinctive enough that you don't just get you know lost in the sea of of everybody else but yeah so it's not like I the point to that is I don't think we had a distinctive sound already established that then we were like we're going to go do something totally different Like, I think we're still finding our sound. And I feel like this record is kind of the closest we've got to, like, what I would imagine is, like, the eat your heart out sound. So, yeah, I think it is just an evolution of what we've done before. It's the same enough, but it's also, I think, shows some growth and evolution, like, enough, hopefully, to keep people interested. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely think so. You know, I've gotten to, to sneak peek it. Uh, so big fan of, of that. Um, but I think, you know, the interesting thing for me is, you know, you, you say, whether it's you being humble or, or how you truly feel, that you haven't found that distinct sound. And I think, you know, honestly, like not trying to blow smoke up your ass or anything, that your your vocals are what is your distinct sound. Like you have this powerhouse voice that the second you hear it whether no matter which song it is from your catalog like you can go okay that's that's eat your heart out like i know those work those vocals yeah thank you i i suppose that is true like i guess with most a voice is so distinctive that um yeah i guess a lot of the time that is true you can kind of hear vocals and you know what you're listening to um but yeah thank you i appreciate as well that you in enjoyed the record so yeah thank you yeah um yeah but yeah it's it's cool I think it's um I think we definitely felt like as 
musicians and songwriters, we all like felt like we'd leveled up a bit, like our, um, you know, songwriting ability and like I know the guys absolutely all smashed it like musically. Um, So it definitely felt like we'd taken a step up and I feel like we felt like we did a lot more of it on our own this time with our first record we went into the studio like horribly unprepared um (laughs) and it was always the plan that we would write some stuff in the studio and like we had Pat from Movements co-write on some of it but I think because we were so underprepared we had to lean on um you know Pat and Zach a little bit more than we wanted to which obviously they did a phenomenal job like they helped us out so much like so much credit to them and the songs did turn out really cool but this time around we wanted to definitely feel like we'd done more of it on our own um and I think we accomplished that so yeah we we're all really proud of ourselves and what we what we did with this record yeah um so something I I don't do anymore because I've been doing music journalism for 19 years now uh is i don't ask the specifics of any one song because i don't necessarily want to take it away from somebody you know whatever connection they make to a song but let's talk a little bit about kind of the writing process of this for you you know we touched on it already with with the name can't stay forever being kind of this realization that at any moment things can go away um for you like writing lyrics and helping the the guys put together the music and stuff like what goes into that from a mentality standpoint especially with topics like you have on this album yeah i mean it's um it's kind of weird i was thinking about this the other day i almost feel like when we're in a songwriting state it's almost like being in um like a bit of a a trance or something like it's it's kind of weird it's like when I think back on it I'm like how did I write that it's like it just kind of comes out and then afterwards you're like I don't actually really remember like you know doing that it's really weird I was just thinking about it the other day um but yeah I mean for me it's definitely just a way of sort of what's the word like I can't think of what the word is, but like getting my feelings out and just kind of putting them in like a little box, like the song. I'm like, okay, this was my feelings at this specific moment in time or about this particular thing or, or anything like that. Um, and yeah, so it's all, it's all very personal for me and, um, it is cathartic in a way, like to get it out and on the paper, then you're like, okay, I kind of feel like I can move past that now. And a lot of the songs were written, well, two of the songs were written uh, vocally in the studio. So at the time when I was recording them, like they were things that were on my mind right at that time. So they felt very like raw in a way, I guess, not in a bad way, but like it's like whilst it was happening, whereas a lot of the other ones, you've written them, you know, a few months before or whatever. So it's like, I remember this, but I don't exactly feel like that anymore necessarily. Whereas the ones written whilst in the studio, it's like very fresh. Um, as for the musicality, I kind of just let the guys, they are all much better musicians than me. <laughs> so I just kind of let them do their thing. Um, sorry, my allergies are so bad today also, You're just in good. case I sound really like <laughs> stuffed up. I'm not sure yeah, what's going on, but uh, very um, hay feverish today. Um, yeah, the only sort of, 
like musical thing I contributed on this record was for the first time I wrote a song from scratch like usually the guys will have an instrumental bed which I'll then work on and then we'll evolve the song together but um the song blood from the record I actually wrote um like on an acoustic guitar just like started wrote like the first verse and chorus because I was like I've never done this before I want to do this it'll probably turn out like garbage and then yeah I did it and I sent it over and everyone was like oh cool and I was like yeah so that was a personal moment for me where I felt like I achieved something because I'd never done that before and it actually worked and it made it onto the record so that definitely yeah I felt proud of that one um but yeah sorry I feel like I went on a bit of a tangent I can't (laughs) actually remember what the point of that was (laughs) you're fine you actually you hit both the end or both the questions that were in that so totally fine um so with with COVID, you know, we kind of touched on it, taking things away. Um, and and f- especially in Australia, like you can speak to this, obviously. The level of lockdown that you guys had was absolutely insane for like the amount of restrictions and things like that. What did that do mentally to you as a musician, but then also as a songwriter, you know, figuring out like, what if this doesn't come back? You know, can we can we do something else? Yeah, um, yeah, we definitely did have some pretty intense restrictions here. Um, it's funny, I've had a few people mention that, like the level of restrictions that we had here being so intense compared to other places, but um, it didn't, like it obviously felt intense, but it didn't feel like, from what we were seeing on the news, it felt similar right. to everywhere else, but maybe it was a lot worse. I don't even know. The US, um, we're... we're fucking ridiculous is what we are so like <laughs> it was all the live events were gone you know obviously no yeah. crowds for that but like there was no such thing as essential work like everybody was still considered essential work like you could still go to a mcdonald's you could still go get right. food whatever and it's like well how serious is it if if we're not locking these things down to truly essential things Yes. Yeah. I know what you mean. We did kind of have that as well. Some of the things that were classed as essential were pretty like, "Mm, is that really, (laughs) do people really need that? But um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty intense time and like having sort of, especially in 2020, like things that we'd had planned out for the year, just all of a sudden, like all up in the air. And I guess the uncertainty of not having like, an end date of like okay this is when it's all going to come back and it'll all be fine it was just right. that how long is this going to go on for you know what i mean like what how many years is this going to take um so it is nice to be out the other side now but it in a way was like obviously it sucked for the most part right. but in a way that yeah there was kind of a silver lining um like we had planned to record a single or maybe like an EP in 2020, which obviously didn't happen because we're all in lockdown and we just couldn't really make it happen. Um, and so then by the time it got to 2021, we we're like, okay, we're in, we're firmly in record to territory now. Like we just have to get a move on with this. Um, and we did, and we were originally meant to record it around July or August in 2021. Um, which ended up getting pushed back to November, December eventually. It got pushed back a couple of times. So 
we did end up recording in November and December, but I think that having the extra couple of months in the end was a blessing in disguise because we really did a lot of work in those last few months. And I think that's like a lot of the best parts of the record sort of came about by having that little bit of extra time. So although it wasn't ideal, um, I think having that extra time definitely, yeah, was a blessing in disguise. Yeah, for sure. Um, So kind of briefly go through for you guys, the recording process, you know, like so many bands talk about how they, you know, come in with almost full fledged demos and they're, you know, almost fully fleshed out into a song (laughs) before getting in the studio. Is that something that you guys try to do or do you kind of let it live in the studio to some extent as well? This time around, we want, as I said before, we wanted to be much more prepared than last time. So this time around, we started um, like doing online, like Zoom once a week, Mm -hmm. like pre-pro sessions with our producer, Jack, um, who did this record. So he was in Melbourne, so he was about 12 hours from us. So we would send him, like, demos and things we'd been working on through the week, and then, like, once a week we would get on Zoom and he would sort of compile it all into, you know, a demo that sounded listenable. Um, And we would go over notes and, like, what we needed to work on that week and what we needed to get done. It was definitely a lot of us, like, it would have been a lot faster if we could have got together in person and done it, but... It definitely helped. So by the time we got into the studio, we had probably 80% of the record, like in those fully fledged demo states um, where like the song was pretty much all there. Maybe there was like a little section or something that needed work. But um, yeah, the majority of the record was there by the time we got in. Um, A couple of songs were written in the studio, as I said before. So Sour, we had an instrumental that we wanted to... Like I wanted to write something to it because I really liked the vibe of it, but I just couldn't seem to to nail anything down that worked. And so one night um, Jack and the guys kind of reworked the chords of the song. So, you know, when you have a sneeze, kind of like, mm-hmm. you're like, am I going to sneeze? Am I not going to sneeze? Um, we'll see. It'll probably just pop up randomly. Um, so, so yeah, they like reworked the chords of the song and then straight away it kind of like, clicked and um I could get some vocals put down oh almost (laughs) this is so bad I don't know why my allergies are so bad today oh my goodness it's it's because it's the is it the first day of spring today it might be the first day of spring for you guys I think so yes (laughs) yeah so the the mother nature has just come for me full force um but yeah so so the vocals that was for sour the vocals flowed really quickly after that um once they'd sort of reworked those chords And then they were all sort of written within a day or two after that. And then the other track that was written in the studio was um, Deep End. So that, again, been an instrumental kicking around for a while that was really cool. I was like, this sounds like the intro to like a TV show or something. Um, And again, I really wanted to write some vocals on it. And I tried for months on that one. And I'd written so many different things and just none of them had been, I just hadn't really clicked with any of them. and I was, I honestly, by the time we got into the studio, I was ready to just let it go. I was like, this song just isn't going to work. Right. But Jack was like, no, 
we're making this song work. Like, <clears throat> I don't care if I have to stay a week past the end of album recording. Like, I'll live in your house and we will make this song happen. And I was like, well, if you're not going to leave, I'm going to have to get it done then because <laughs> you need to go home at some point. Um, so then, yeah, that pressure, on, like, he put the pressure on me and... I think it was within the last two days of our recording time. Like it just came together and we got it done and recorded. So yeah, it was cool. As I said before, like to have sort of that mix of stuff that we'd written in the few months, even like a year before. And then also having stuff that was really fresh and like relevant right at that very moment. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of my favorite questions, and this will kind of start to segue us over towards the end since we're doing a, a shorter episode with you. Um, but one of my favorite questions when somebody has a new album coming out, I've been told it's one of the more difficult questions. It's a two-parter. So what song do you think people are going to gravitate to? And what song do you want them to gravitate to? Oh, that is a good question because it's not always the same. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, just to, on your point before, I actually don't have anything straight after this. So we okay. can run a little longer if, yeah. Yeah, if um awesome. if we need to. Um oh, the song that I think people gravitate to. I mean, I guess you choose your singles in the hopes that people gravitate towards them, but it's not always the case. Um I think I mean, I think that well, it's a tough one because I just keep thinking of what I want them to gravitate to. <laughs> <laughs> um I hope people enjoy Scissors in My Skin. I think that that's one that people will know. Maybe that's the one I, I hope they will gravitate to. Yeah. I think people will gravitate to... Hmm, maybe Hostage. I feel like it's it, it was a contender as a single. So, yeah, I feel like I could see people gravitating to that one i mean i hope people gravitate to the whole record <laughs> right right yeah i but, think um, for, for me scissors is one of them um and then poison was another one that was kind of oh, a sleeper yeah. track so yeah it's a bit left field something yeah. different something we haven't done before which is what we tried to do with that one so yeah well, i'm glad you enjoyed those two yeah for sure um so I guess kind of one of the things then to spin off of that. So like you said, obviously, you know, we hope that singles are something that people enjoy because that's why we pick them. Uh, but for you, like creating an album worth of work, you know, obviously it's not a, a full true concept album where you're telling a story front to back necessarily, but for you guys, how important is it to have fans listen front to back at least once or twice to, kind of get the overarching message of the album yeah i think um i think the key word there is yeah at least once or twice it's like you don't have to do it every time but i reckon the first time you listen to the record um any record really doing it front to back is the best way because um as you said it's not a concept record but you do put you know time and effort into the track listing and making sure it flows well um and sort of telling the story in that way so yeah i think just just the first listen just do it front to back and then after that you know do as you please but <laughs> if, yeah i think we we 
you always put effort into, you know, crafting it so that it flows really well for the listener. And I think this time it does. Like I, I enjoy listening to it front to back. Um, so, yeah, I think just the first listen front to back and then after that, pick your favourites, yeah. do whatever you like, playlist it, whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that's how I am. It's for me – part of it's the music journalism side of me, but also just the music fan. Like for me, it's two to three times. I listen to it front to back, you know, and that's one of those listens is just kind of that surface level listen, see what songs are grabbing you, things like that. Um, Number two is usually like deep dive into the lyrics and the message of a song. And then number three is like to truly like let yourself get fully engrossed in those songs, you know, like really let it live in your head. Um, Yeah. I think it's important because, you know, like you said, obviously thought goes into all of that, but also like you guys kind of probably semi unintentionally, there's what feels like some callbacks to old songs on some of these where like you, you hit a hook or whatever. And you're like, Oh shit, that's kind of, you know, I kind of remember that from this over here. And if you're not paying attention to the album, you won't always get that. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I feel like you're probably right. There probably are sort of callbacks just because, um, you know, I guess it's that like everyone's sort of having their distinctive writing style, whether that's like vocally or instrumentally. So it is like sometimes you do hear a moment and you're like, oh, yeah, that's like, you know, very eat your heart out or whatever. So yeah. it, it does kind of sound like something um, previous. But, yeah, I think if you're not, I do it as well. Like I'm totally guilty. I'll I'll be like, yeah, I've been waiting for this new album and I'll put it on and then for the first listen. Um, and yeah, either just be very surface level or kind of listen to the first couple of songs and then you like get distracted. So right. I think, yeah, it, it definitely can take a couple of listens to to get to that fully like engrossed, um, engrossed phase. So yeah, I think you're right on that one. Um, yeah. So I guess in that case, yeah take a few listens, you know, <laughs> listen a couple of times, um, Google the lyrics or whatever. Yeah. See, I, yeah. If you, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I think that's super important too. Like once you find a song that you think that you are, re- are really enjoying, like Google the lyrics, not to correct yourself, but to like understand that message. And you, I know you're going to say yes to this, but there's no greater feeling than when you're on stage and the crowd are singing your words back to you, like line for line. So <laughs> know the words so that when you get to a show, you're ready. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. You're so right. That is like, it's such a weird, a weird feeling, but like in the best way, like going somewhere, especially somewhere you've never been before and people know the words to your song. It's like, why why is this my life but um (laughs) yeah I do love that like listening to even sometimes I'll do it with songs I've been listening to for years and I'll be like what are they saying in that part and I google it and it's something that you like never would have expected or something totally different and you're like oh okay and it kind of like changes the whole meaning of it like so yeah I think looking up the the lyrics is is important and I I kind of wish as much as I love streaming services, I kind of miss the days of, you know, when you would get like a CD 
And the mm-hmm. first thing you would do is like read the booklet and like yep. read all the lyrics. It was like the most exciting part because you'd be like, oh my God, what's going to be in the booklet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was always like little like fun photos from the studio, all sorts of stuff. And you, I mean, obviously you have Instagram and stuff like that now, but like you lose out on some of that tangible stuff from when CDs were the, the big thing. Um, yeah. And it, you know, it's, the nature of the beast, I guess, unfortunately, uh, in, in my case, you know, being 37 years old, like I, I remember buying cassette tapes if we're going to really age <laughs> me here. So, um, but yeah, so for you guys, as we come up, you know, the album's going to drop in two days after this goes live, what does 2022 kind of look like for you guys? What can you tell us without getting in trouble as far as tours, <laughs> music videos, things like that? Yeah, um, well, there's not much of 2022 left, but we've got a couple of tour dates that we'll be announcing pretty soon for Australia um, to support the album. And then hoping to get back to somewhere overseas um, to the end of the year. It might not happen, depends depends on you know just how the cards fall but hoping yeah to get back overseas um the end of this year and then yeah going into 2023 hopefully traveling to a lot of places we've been before and new places um as for music videos we've put three out for the record now um there might be one more just depends on sort of what we which direction we decide to go with that. But um, yeah, definitely hoping we can sort of get a lot, uh, like keep a lot of new content coming out, you know, like acoustic versions of the songs and that sort of stuff. And just like, yeah, all that kind of thing. But really at the end of the day for us, like our favorite thing is playing live. So hopefully, yeah, getting, um, just getting to play as many shows as possible and play all the new songs um we've only sort of played a handful of shows since the album started rolling out um but the new songs so far that we have played feel really good to play live and they seem to translate really well which is always you know the goal um so yeah hopefully just getting to play them for as, as many people and as many places as possible yeah so uh we'll ask this way for 2023 let's say it's a perfect world what would be the the tour lineup that you want to go out with? Ooh, I would say um, Alexis on Fire is the top of my bucket list. Yeah, like that's yeah number one, top of the list. So on this hypothetical tour, Alexis on Fire headlining. Um, I feel like it would be if I got to, this is why people don't let me do stuff like this because it would be pure <laughs> chaos. I'd <laughs> um, love to also add to this hypothetical tour list um, Spirit Box. Solid. They would be next. Um, Boston Manor because I love them. Yeah. They're our friends and they're the best. Um, who else are we adding to this? Maybe, actually, you know what? We're going back to the top. It's a, it's an Alexis on Fire and Paramore co-headline. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. And then, yeah, 
and then Spirit Box Boston Manor and then us right at the bottom. We'll play for like five minutes and then just watch the rest of the bands. <laughs> yeah, that honestly, that's been kind of the way the answers have been going anytime I ask that now is like so many artists are like, you know what? If I get to design the tour, I just want to play like two songs to get the crowd like through the doors and then I'm just going to stand off on side stage and watch everything. Exactly. Yeah. I just want to, I just want to watch them play like for however many nights, you know, in a row, um, play like one or two songs. That's me done. I'll just <laughs> hang out side stage, watch that every night. That'd be the dream. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so obviously I'll link all the socials and everything, uh, but where can people find you guys? What's the best way to interact with you? Things like that. Yeah. Um, so we're on all the, all the main social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. Um, it's all EYHO band. That's the handle across all of them. Um, we try to stay pretty active across all the platforms and, you know, interact with um, anybody that takes the time out of their day to engage with us. Um, but I would say just like probably um, Instagram is is the the most active currently yeah. so the best place to to engage um but yeah definitely don't be shy feel free to dm us leave a comment um we try to yeah get back to everybody because we really just appreciate anyone that listens to our music and takes the time to to want to reach out to us so yeah eway hatred band all the platforms awesome I appreciate your time so much. Um, definitely looking forward to hopefully some stateside shows so that I can come out and, and enjoy. Um, yes. And super stoked for this album. <laughs> I'm, I'm not just blowing smoke. Like some of my friends will say it's because I have a soft spot for female vocals, but like I really think this so far for this year, this album is one of them that is probably going in my top 10. So it's definitely up there. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that so much. I really, really um means a lot that yeah um that you feel that way so thank you and thanks yeah. so much for um for your time this was awesome great yeah. chat yeah well <laughs> hopefully it won't be the last and you know we're we're excited to see what you're going to be putting out so yes uh, well thank you and we'll go from there yeah 100 percent. hopefully we'll see you in the u.s very soon <laughs> absolutely awesome thanks so much thank you bye bye and that was my conversation with Cato. Uh, huge shout out to her. Really appreciate her taking the time to do that. Uh, especially, you know, you guys are very well aware by this time, if you've listened to the show for a, a long period of time, um, I dig a lot of like Australian bands, UK bands. I love US bands too, but it always seems like these bands that I'm super excited to talk to are in different time zones. Um, so huge shout out to her for taking the time to do that conversation, you know, from an early morning perspective for her versus, uh, you know, mid to late afternoon type perspective for me. Um, big you know, big shout out, really appreciate that, uh, for the coordination, uh, hope her sinuses are getting better. Uh, the allergies kicking in with the, uh, first day of spring down there in Australia, but, you know, powered through it, had a great conversation. I think that, you know, you guys would agree 
this is a band that needs to be on your radar, and I'm really excited for you to check out this album. Um, would love to hear your thoughts on everything, and I know that Cato and, and the crew would love to hear from you over on their pages. So as always, I'll have the social medias for Eat Your Heart Out linked in the description of this podcast. Um, so be sure you jump over there, show them some love, let them know that you listened, uh, and, you know, we'll try to get them back on the show relatively soon, you know, as, as often as, uh, they've got new stuff or interesting stuff to talk about, we'll definitely have an open door for them. Um, that's everything for this episode, guys. I really appreciate everything you guys have done for me. Uh, I am working on some new merch designs. I know I say that a lot, but I'm also super fucking picky. So that's part of it is I've got ideas. I just haven't been able to get them to translate the way I want them to yet. So there has been a little bit of a hang up there. Um, but yeah, really appreciate you guys. And as always, remember, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene.